Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the personal development podcast for authors, entrepreneurs, and career professionals who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Monday. Yes. Monday is upon us once again, isn't it? It's a holiday as well. Yes, it is. Columbus Day. Some people celebrating, was it Indigenous People Day? It's a holiday. It's a holiday. And there you go. That's right. Hope you you had a happy holiday, those of you that, that took it as a holiday. But it's a special holiday for us. Well, every Monday is a special holiday for us. You know, every Monday is Marketing Monday in the What Now movement. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? I mean, that, that's the opportunity where you get to, to celebrate uh, your business and reflect on your business and share your business in the What Now movement Facebook group. Absolutely. Absolutely. No time off on Marketing Monday. Even on a holiday. Nah, you got to put that work in. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Well, as you can tell, this is not your everyday podcast. You know, we we do things a little differently here. Uh, You can always watch us live on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube, but you can also go back and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any of those other places. Uh, that you like to get your uh, podcast content for sure yep and don't forget to share the show share the show share the show okay so whenever you see ted lean in like that you, you know it's something important it's serious then so, right, that's, that's right that's right he just got real when he, when he leans in that's right that's right so so don't forget to share the show um our goal through these episodes is we want you to laugh, to learn, and to ultimately level up. So that, that's what we want to accomplish for you today. And if you feel like we've done that at the end of the day, please share the show. And I'm telling you, we have a, a great guest today that's going to really help you to level up and bring up some ideas about marketing that you may not have thought of before. So I, I would encourage you to fashion your seatbelt. But before we get to her, Ted? Yes, Eric. I've got something that's on my mind. Please share, Eric. All right. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so today, today I want to talk to you about how to stand out in a competitive industry. Mm, that's, that's important. You know, I guess we're going to talk about that today, but we'll talk about it as well. How do you stand out in a competitive industry? And, and I think about competition. And when I think about a competitive industry, I'm reminded of this store you may have heard of before. There were these two store owners. They had these businesses that were across the street from each other. The names were Joe and John, and they were in this daily battle for sales and for customers. Uh, So if if Joe got a sale, then John would try to get two. They just wanted to prove that one was better than the other. So so one night, Joe, he had this encounter with this magic genie. And the genie 
It informed him that she would be teaching him a lesson by granting any request he had, but the condition was that John would get double of whatever he asked for. So Joe asked for what? Can, can you hear? We cannot hear you. You're on mute. All right. Somehow I went to mute there. <laughs> so but you got so so you're gonna have to go back to you know the genie. Okay. So wow. All right. So we'll go back to that. So Joe had the encounter with the magic genie. Uh, the genie informed him that she would be teaching him a lesson by granting any request he had, but the condition was that John would get double of whatever he asked for. So if Joe asked for wealth, John would get double the wealth. If he asked for a new customer, John would get two new customers. So he thought about that thing for a while and after much thought, Joe made the request to be struck blind in one eye. <laughs> That's how serious that was. That was serious. So, so the obvious takeaway to that is that unhealthy competition can impact your vision. That, that's just the obvious takeaway. But but it leaves the question, of how do you stand out in a competitive market? What's the real way to stand out in a competitive market? So th this is the point where we need your undivided attention. And if you're driving and you're listening to us, we need you to pull over to the side of the road. You're in the gym and, and you're on the treadmill. We, we need you to press pause. Tell you, is there anything else that we need the people to do? Put the ham sandwich down, right down. No matter how good that sandwich is, it's time to put it down. It's about to get good. That's right. Put the ham sandwich down. Because here we're going to talk about how do you stand out in a competitive industry? Here it is. You have to understand that when it comes to marketing, different is better than better. <clears throat> Different is better than better. Let me say that again. And when it comes to marketing, different is better than better. If you can understand that, that'll help you to stand out in a competitive industry. And the key to understand, the key to accomplishing that, you, you need some innovation and creativity, right? And, and so our guest today, she helps her clients with their marketing by helping them with the innovation and the creativity. And it ends up taking their business to a whole other level. This is a perfect time, Ted, for us to, to bring her on right about now. Uh, she is your virtual neighborhood marketing genie. That's right. And she's here to make all of your marketing dreams come true. She's a world traveling gadgets addict. You have to ask her about that. And the founder of Make Your Digital Marketing Agency. And she uses visibility automation to help business owners work less and make more. And through her decade journey, she's consistently added five and six figure monthly revenues to her client's top line, including using ads to generate over $1.75 million in sales and to create 
multi-million dollar marketing strategies. She uses a holistic and human-centric approach to marketing that includes paid advertising and organic marketing to help her clients achieve their business and life goals and position them as authorities in their industries. Please join me in welcoming to the 30-Minute Hour podcast, Ashley Janelle. Yes. Ashley, 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 Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's ready. That's what I'm talking about. Ready. <laughs> Hello. Good evening. Well, welcome, Ashley, to the 30-Minute Hour. It's an honor to have you on the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So I wanted to get your thoughts real quick as a uh, as a marketing person on the idea that different is better than better. Can you talk to that for a little bit? I know you I mean, you've got an extensive background in marketing on the importance of being different and communicating your difference. Absolutely. And I do want to just say that I'm not the kind of genie that's going to be all extra and, you know, not making somebody blind. I'm not going to do all that. I am here to make your marketing dreams come true. But I absolutely agree that different is better than better um, mm -hmm. because we are all different. All of our businesses are different. And those differences make us special. Those differences make us better to the people who matter. Like we don't want to work with everybody. We can't service everyone. And I think that's where the competition stuff becomes irrelevant because I cannot serve every business in this country. I can't service every business in this world, nor do I want to what the heck, because it, just, it would just be so overwhelming and not everyone is my ideal client. Not every business is, is the type of business I want to work with and not every business owner is the type of business owner I want to work with. And that's one of the things that I do is understand my clients differences so that we can amplify those differences and draw in the people who actually um, matter to my clients' businesses. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let, let's give everybody some perspective. So let, let's roll back the clock. So, so what were some of those early experiences from when you were starting out uh, that inspired you to become the person you are today? Um. One of them I'd say is I was actually running my business while I was in, in college in my um, in undergrad as well as in my master's. Um, one of the experience one of the experiences was when I got my MBA, I got my MBA in Italy and I was I, uh, over the those two years I traveled to about 17 countries just on whims if we wanted to go, we went right In America typically if you want to book a trip with somebody, it's like, mm, it's going to take you six months to, are you going to go? Are you coming? You know, and so it was, it was showing me that I could live the lifestyle that I wanted to live without being tied to the American dream, if you will. Um, because I, I kind of realized that the American dream wasn't necessarily what I wanted or, or I chose what the American dream looked like for me. And I wanted to make sure that I could live the lifestyle I wanted by also giving my clients the options that they, because I realized while I was there that I had options. And I was like, oh snap, 
I can live here. I can be on the coast of Italy and I can be traveling to Prague or wherever and still service my clients and still do a fantastic job, but not be tied to any one place. So when I figured out that I had options, I was like, I'm about to give all of my clients the same options, whatever, whether it's traveling, whether it's, you know, retiring at, at 40, whatever the heck they want, I want to be able to be the catalyst for that or provide that for them. Awesome. So all the traveling, it made you aware of kind of the freedom and the flexibility that's out there. It did. Um, because, you know, our the goal is to, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you find a job, you get married, you have kids and you die. That was the that was the that was the step. Depressing. <laughs> it, yes, it does. And I was like, I don't want that life. And what can I do to make sure that I don't have that life? Because I noticed even in Italy that everyone traveled with their children. A lot of people don't do that in America. It's usually the adults go on trips um, or they have to choose between. And I was like, I'm not a either or, I'm a both and type of person. And I don't want limitations. And I wanted to make sure that I could provide the clients, uh, my clients, options and no limitations because I don't feel like we should have to live with limits. So you, so you graduated from, from college and did you go right into business for yourself? Did you spend time working in corporate America at all? Or how, how did that look? I did spend time in corporate. I was in corporate. Um, I actually worked full time while I was in my, in undergrad. Um, and then I did not work while I was getting my MBA, but I did have my my clients, so I had some extra cash. But um, I did go into corporate after my MBA, and it was a great experience. I mean, um, I have great bosses. I think I, I I didn't have a normal corporate experience. I don't think my bosses were amazing. I had an office. I was young. I had an office, and I was getting paid, and I was you know very happy. And my boss was like, "I don't care where you are as long as you get your work done." And I was like, "You don't have to tell me twice." by. So I was gone for about six months out of the year, just traveling periodically and, um, and outside of the country. And it was, it was amazing. But I will say that at one point I noticed everyone around me looked miserable and I was mm -hmm. like, Hmm, what is that about? So I kind of like, you know, watched, paid attention, dug a little deeper. Uh, two people had heart attacks and one person died. Um, while I was working at that company who were in my group. And I was like, oh, I was like, I see. You guys don't get to see your family because we were splitting companies and merging with another one. And I was like, you guys don't get to see your families. You don't do anything that you like to do. Um, nothing is inspiring you. And I was like, ew, frankly, I was really just like, ew. I was like, I don't want that life for me. I don't want to give you, give you my best years. Uh, they laid someone off on her 27th anniversary on the day. And I was like, oh, y'all don't GAF. I was like, I'm not about to be here and have y'all do that to me. So I was like, what is it that I need to do? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to talk to? Who needs to be my sponsor and my mentor, which my bosses were. Um, but I learned what I needed to learn so that I could get the F out because I was like, y'all aren't about to play me. That's how I felt. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, don't, don't hold back. Just tell us exactly. <laughs> I think that you, out of 100 plus episodes, and, and a lot of people have said that they wanted to leave their job or whatever they were doing. This is the first time we've heard 
I'm trying to get the F out. Like you, 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 you put that, you couldn't have just, that was so eloquently stated. So we, we knew you, you was, you, you was, you was all about that. So. <laughs> uh, it was important to get out. The walls were gray. It <laughs> wasn't <laughs> cute. <laughs> I'm getting the F up out of here. That's what <laughs> so important. <laughs> so you, now this is interesting. So you, you saw that people were getting laid off on the 27th anniversary and getting sick. And, and so that's really what, that was the catalyst for you saying, you know what, I need to start my own thing. Yeah. And I mean, they were laying, we were laying people off every week, every single day. I got an email from somebody in our group saying, this is going to be my last week. And I was like, what the, this, the morale was trash. So it was just like, I don't want this for my life. I don't want anyone else besides God and myself to determine my destiny. So I was like, what can I do to make that happen? And I had to leave. Uh, my, my boss actually, she was like, you're not on the layoff list. I'm leaving. So I wanted to give you the option. If you leave, you'll get a severance. If you stay, I don't know what's going to happen when you get to the other company. And I was like, okay, well, let me think about it. I, I took a day. I prayed on it. I had peace. And I told her, put me on the list. So I left. It took a, it took a few months for, for my last day to actually come, but it was the best decision, I feel like. So, so this is interesting. So now you're way on the other side of that and you have the perspective of how it turned out and all of that. So, so if you could go back to yourself at that time and, and give yourself advice on what you now know, what advice would you give yourself? Well, okay. So I had about $60,000 saved. My advice to me would have been take that money out of your 401k and go put it in a whole life policy that brings you like that gives you a cash value that you can take out. Um, stop paying $1,500 on your student loans every month <laughs> because I have the money. I was like, I felt good. I was like, I'm good. I'm going to pay off these student loans. No, like just let them be where they are. Um, I would say your age doesn't matter. I would tell myself your age does not matter because I, I felt a little self-conscious about that because I know how intelligent I am. I knew how intelligent I was then um, and how good I was and the things that I had done in my job, but it was still a little, oh my goodness, I don't know, you know how people are gonna react to my age. Um, I would say your degrees and cred credentials do matter because when I got to the online space, I started to feel like, oh snap, these people are out here making $70,000 a month and they don't have marketing degrees? What? And I was like, so the lie I, I told myself was your degrees don't matter, Ashley. You've got to go figure it out. Go go get other certifications or go learn more so that it doesn't matter. Like so that it just it felt like nobody cared about my degrees, which I now know is not the truth. Mm -hmm. I know that my audience, they care and they appreciate the fact that I do have an MBA but not everyone does. And I, I honestly, when I hire people, I don't always, I typically care more about their experience than I do about their degrees because I know that there are stupid people with degrees. There, mm. are, there are people who, ha who are not cultured. There are people who are disrespectful. I don't play that when I hire people for my teams and I don't work with those people. 
And I will gladly give somebody a refund if I feel disrespected or if I feel like they we do not align. So I try to, you know, have that barrier. But um, also, I would say that elevate the people that you are around faster. I did a good <laughs> job, but I would just say do it faster and hire the coach earlier. Wow. Wow. Yeah, That's interesting. Absolutely. That's interesting. You so you talked about the you kind of hit the degree. You hit kind of both ways, right? One side of the whole degree discussion, you was like, yep, these degrees matter. And I've done these things. These are my, you know, my qualifications. And yes, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, you said, yep, some people have those degrees and they're not that great. Yeah. I mean, and even I think we've all been in a position where we've worked for people who have degrees who are like, you should not be in this position. So I just know that it has nothing to do with the degree necessarily. It has more to do with the person and and their character because I'm here to learn. And if you're paying me, why would I not do everything in my power to make sure that you are provided excellence? But there are not a lot of people who do that. And that has nothing to do with the degree. But I do know that my degrees have helped me and I know I know certain things that most people would not know because they don't have the degree, but it also depends on your experience as well. So it's my degrees coupled with my experience that make me who I am and, and, and that allow me to do the things I've been able to do for my clients. Hmm. So I think so. So so qualifications are good, but qualifications does not mean that you are good. It just means that I agree. Yes. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Qualifications yes. are good, but qualifications don't mean that you are good. You are good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah, that's tweetable. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I always say. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's awesome. So, so Ashley, I'm sure you had like this idea of what it would like to, what it would be like to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. You said, you know what, people are getting fired and all this other stuff. And then when you got out there, so, so how did the two compare? How did your idea of what it was going to be like compared to the reality you experienced? Oh my gosh. Young Ashley was like, I can do this. I'm, I'm about to make this money quickly because I'm intelligent. I care about these people's businesses and whatever else I was thinking. And oh my gosh what the heck that was not the case i was like oh snap and also because i started out doing website design and i was charging 450 dollars for custom websites oh my gosh so that is and that's probably something else i would tell young ashley is uh get clearer on what you want to do if you want to be a consultant be a consultant figure out what that looks like and go do that um but yeah it was i i started with something and not charging enough in order to make the dreams that I had come true. So I was still kind of traveling because I still had the money saved, but uh, it's very different. <laughs> um, but I am, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to go through the things that you need to go through to become the person that um, you are today. And just so that I can share this information with the world. So I'm okay with have gone through, going through it. <laughs> I've gone through it. Oh my goodness. Good. Now, I, I think those experiences are necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're frustrating when you're experiencing them, but now I think that's how you get better. You just have to learn Absolutely. the lesson. 
So, so, now, so you have this passion that to help women specifically, female mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Like, like, where does that passion come from? That passion comes from. I want to say it started with seeing such a strong woman who raised me and strong in the sense that it was so cool to see how my mother was a VP or was VP level in um in HR in the companies that she worked for and the way that she championed for people and the way that she was there for justice to make sure the right people got hired and that the and that those doing the hiring um had integrity was very, I think, inspiring to me. I don't, I don't think I realized it, obviously not at the time, but I think that's one of the things that started it. And then also because society makes women think that they are less than or that they should be doing something that they, um, that they should be doing something else. They should stay in this box. And I don't believe that. I'm here to erect a generation of women who unapologetically step into their power because I remember when I was not. And when we are not stepping into our power, and this is people in general, we make decisions out of desperation. We make bad decisions or we make decisions because we're scared or out of fear instead of making them from a position of strength. And so I want to be the person who can help move these women out of that. But I also work with men who listen, okay? I don't just work with work with women. I do work with men who listen, but it's just so important to me to see women remember that I believe that they are the, the most amazing beings on this planet and they need to step into their power because the world needs that. And I think when you have strong women, they, they raise strong children who build strong communities and I'm just, I'm excited to, for that to be my contribution to the world. Uh, that, that's fantastic. Now, are you implying, Ashley, that some of us men don't listen? Eric, uh, wait, 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 hold on. I caught that. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like the first time she said it, I was like, okay. She said another time, I was like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's. I can, I can absolutely explain what I mean. Um, there is when I ha- okay. Let me be careful. Be careful. <laughs> we shut this I show. Have, shut this show to be. I just, there are <laughs> there are there are people in this world who there are, there are men. I'm going to be specifically. There are men who don't listen to women specifically. Mm. So that's what I mean by men who listen. Um, because they don't think that women so i i so i would like to say that i don't work with men who don't like women i can say that because men who don't like women don't listen to women and they if if you're going to work with me and you want me to be your consultant or you want me to help you with your facebook ads or whatever but you don't want to listen to what i'm saying i don't have time for that i don't have time to work with any clients like that but i typically have received that from men so that is why i went more towards working with women because there there was a I felt like there was more of a need for that and it has nothing to do with men's personalities I love men I think men are absolutely great but that's why that's that's why I say I work with men who listen but at the at the root of it all is men who who do like women 
So that's 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 interesting. So you so you think that the the men that don't listen don't like women? Typically, that 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 is what I, that is what I think. Yes, because I, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you not listen to a woman who has the credentials, but you're going to go over to listen to a man? It's just because of the way that they think of women, and that's that is on them. I don't internalize that at all. That is some inner work they need to do, and if they don't like women, that's up to them. But Someone, I don't I don't have an issue with men. I I think men are fantastic, but. I don't have time for the ones who don't. I'm going to tangle this up a little bit. So, so with all the the women clients that you've had, do they all listen? All except for one. So she didn't like women. Um, I don't know if that's what I would say. I'd say that I thought that she maybe. Mm, this was a long time ago, and I think she just did not want to pay. To be honest. Mm. Yeah. Well, that well, that's. Yeah. Yeah, because, be I still have a, I, because I still have a, an, out, uh, an outstanding balance, obviously not anymore, but it's from a long time ago. But the, another man that I remember is he wanted me to work on his social media and run ads for him, but he had unrealistic expectations. I was, I was explaining them to him and he was like, well, if you don't have, you know, a lot of followers, how can I trust you to, to run my business? And I'm like, you know, nothing. I didn't say this, but he know, he knew nothing about marketing because most of the people who are marketers, the ones that I have run into, don't have a lot of followers because we're working with clients. So, like, it has typically never been on our minds to work with um, to work on our own marketing. Which you know, the shoe, the what is the shoe cobbler's kids never have shoes type situation, yeah. but. <laughs> that's what that that's just um, I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. But, you know, people are who they are. See, some, see some people, Eric and I talk about this. They, they just want to they just want to pick your brain. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't <laughs> tell me they don't necessarily want to pick a package, a payment package. Yeah, yeah that's why I <laughs> sent him a proposal for thirty thousand dollars because I knew he wasn't going to pay. So I was yeah. like, we can end this conversation. <laughs> Like yeah, you know I got this website. I want to run something by you. Run something by you. Can I? Maybe some time I can pick. I can pick your brain a little bit. I'll pick you. Yeah, I'll pick your brain on something there. <laughs> but now you know I think what it is too. I mean, I, I think there's a level of coachability you have to have, be it male or female. Mm-hmm. Some people, if you feel like you already know everything, that, that that's going to be an issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that, and but I I've seen. It more with men than than with women that the coachability aspect just because and I also think it's just a lot of the way that the expectations of men and women women are expected to listen we are good listeners we are nurturers like that is the expectation men are not expected to do that they are expected to protect provide and show up so that is why, I mean, and this is obviously a conversation for a whole nother podcast on like, I don't know, psychology and like society or whatever, but those are just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, it's interesting. My, you know, my experience again has been, you know, like in having conversations with women entrepreneurs, like women entrepreneurs that I've come across, they're very like, confident and strong and because they know that you know they they know their stuff and they got the credentials and all of that and you know 
they tend to be a challenge at times as, as well. And I just think that that just comes from just being an entrepreneur, right? You already, you're, you're like a little, it's, it's kind of an alpha mentality, right? You're just a, you're just a boss, male or female. And then so mm-hmm. someone else is going to, okay, why am I going to listen to you, Eric? Like yeah. you show me a way to, why you? And so if I look at Eric and I say, okay, Eric got 70,000 followers. I'm like, okay, well, I need to look at you because there's a way that proves that, like, I need you to prove it to me that you're, you're so spe- spectacular, you know? And I think right. that, that happens. That's just how we all are because we've gotten to certain levels. And I just think that there's a certain kind of a thing that you have that once you become an entrepreneur, whether you got one person or a thousand people, you just cannot want to tell you that you're not. Yeah. There's a little something that comes with, uh, with being an entrepreneur, I think, too. I think it has a lot to do with knowing that the person just knows what they're talking about. Because mm-hmm. if I feel like I already know a lot about a subject, you need to come and talk to me about stuff I don't already know. But also, I think you need to know who you're talking to. Are you talking to like on the disc profile? Let's say, are you talking to a D and INS or a C? I'm a D. So be quick, be brief, be gone type of situation. Like, so tell me, <laughs> tell me Amen. what I need to know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Tell I'm me good. what I need to know. Don't sit here and try to sell me. Number one, I'm a marketer. So I know what you're doing. So skip all the BS. That's a, that's but there are there are people who are C's who are very data driven. Tell me the numbers. There are people who are I's and S's who, who want to see testimonials. I don't care about testimonials because I know that testimonials can be doctored. Right. It doesn't it, like it doesn't. The testimonials don't matter. I need to get a vibe from you. But that's me. So I think it's like, who are you trying to attract? I like to attract people who make quick decisions. I don't like to attract people who are hooming and humming like who have to ask their spouses. I don't have time for that. So, you know, if you don't, and so that's where the marketing comes in with your business. If you are trying to attract certain people, people who can make quick decisions and they like to hear the word strategy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to know that you have a strategy to get me from where I am now to where I want to be. So those are the kind of maybe words that you need to use, but if you're talking about talking to somebody who's all about the people and cares about their feelings, you need to start using some feelings words and talk and, and bring in some testimonials and talk more about, yes, also mention your results, but talk about how working with this person made you feel mm-hmm. and how, where were you, what were you feeling prior and how are you feeling now? Because one of the things that I like to say with one of my clients was that she finally got to take a vacation in three years with her kids. So I like to say that because I want people to know it's definitely possible, but there are some things that we have, we got to close some gaps in your business in order to get you there. And then I can talk about strategy or other things like that. But when I said that's where the marketing comes in, that's where you have to start being visible. You have to show up for the people that you want to hire you because if you're, if you're not there, they don't know about you. They can't hire you if if they don't know you exist. Mm. All great points. Good stuff, Ashley. Yep. So, so you're the CEO of Make Your Mark Digital Marketing Agency. So talk about your target. Who's your target audience and how specifically do you help them? My target audience is the bougie bunch. And <laughs> they are the people who have vast visions and grand goals. Um, they know that their visions cannot be done on $10,000 a month. They, their visions can't be done on $30,000 a month. 
they are looking to eventually scale and maybe not necessarily this business, but they want their businesses, their portfolios to be million dollar and multi-million dollar portfolios and, and businesses so that they can live the lifestyle that they want to live, whether that be traveling, whether that be being able to be at every single game that your child has or recital, whatever it may be. Um, and they are the people who are willing to do the work to get there um, and know that marketing takes time. Marketing is testing. And but when you have have found something, they know that we can take it in scale. So that's who I work with. I, I work with small businesses and I work with solo solopreneurs. Um, typically, they have less than 30 employees typically. Um, but that's depending on if it's real estate, they may have a little more because they have agents. But um, other than that, yeah. Um, and people who um, respect people also. Mm. I just want to point out, I'm just amazed at how clear you are on who your person is, who your target audience is. I, I think I'm clear on who I don't want. I'm yeah. very clear on who I don't want. I have, and like, you know how you have, contracts and you're like oh this clause was because of this client that's why i'm very clear because i was working with people that i didn't really like mm -hmm. and the clients that i have now i thoroughly enjoy and can be and are friends with so that's that's who i like to to work with because i want them to know that i care and i know that they value people who actually do care about their business and who aren't just gonna say well i did this so I don't know what you want what you want for me. I did what I was supposed to do. So so that kind of leads to the next question. Like uh, you, you see all kinds of businesses. Like, like what are some of the most common marketing mistakes that you see people making? Um, not sticking with one thing long enough. Hmm. Um, and not knowing who your audience is. Um, a lot of people want to get to the fun stuff. They want to get to the money. They want to get to the selling, um, but they don't know who their client is. And what I mean by that, not like they don't know who they want to work with, but they don't know them to their depths. They don't know what makes them tick. They don't know what makes them purchase. They don't know what kind of turns them off. Um, I know that my client does not enjoy social media. They do not enjoy getting on social media. That is why I've, I've started, you know, the visibility marketing because they don't like having to be stuck on their phones. They don't like having to show up every day, physically show up every day to get in front of the people that they want to get in front of. And I'm like, OK, I feel you on that because it's a lot of work. When I was um, working with, and I, I do work with clients, um, oh, to answer your, the second part of your question, I, I work with clients doing their, their funnel build outs and Facebook ads to help with visibility automation, but also um, content marketing. So that could be social media, that could be blogging, YouTube, anything like that. But that comes later because I like to start with the visibility automation so that we can get you in front of the people who need to see you and then do the extra stuff. But when I was telling them, when I, I had a post about how long it takes people to do social media, and I'm like, it, there's a reason why it's a full-time job because it can take anywhere from 40 to 160 hours a month to do social media right. 
And as a business owner, who has time for that? That's a long time. That's a long time to have to sit there and, and work on social media. And if and now we've got reels and editing, editing, like shooting and editing a reel and learning the reel, like the the voiceover can take an hour or two. So that's, I don't feel like it's the best use of your time. And I think, so what makes it challenging is all the algorithms, right? So you think mm-hmm. like, let's say you're on Facebook, you think you're putting a post out there and everybody's seeing it, but not everybody's no. seeing it. No. I mean, the algorithm, I, I feel like you can algorithm proof your business if you do what you're supposed to do. And that's where the visibility marketing comes in for me. Like, I just, I just don't see the average business owner you put, putting their time into social media. It takes so much time and you have a life, you have stresses, you have children, or even if you don't have children, I mean, you still have to take care of yourself. And I don't know, like, it's just, having to do that as a full-time job while taking care of your clients and doing the back end of your business is just, to me, it's not realistic. So talk more about the visibility automation that you mentioned. So visibility automation is utilizing Facebook and Instagram ads, as well as YouTube ads to get in front of and stay in front of your ideal audience. Um, the way that you do this is by creating specific content that addresses the know, like what do they need to know, do or have before they work with you and what are their fears, goals and pain points. Let's 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 talk about those things and let's create content specifically around that so that we can be in front of our audience because it, it takes it's like no longer eight touch points. And I think that's like direct selling when they talk about eight touch points to get someone to buy from you, this is online marketing. It takes between 12 and 24 touch points to get somebody to even know you and trust you. So to get them to buy from you, it's gonna take a little bit more time. So what do you need to do? You need to show up. And it would be nice if you could show up every day, but who has time for that? I, I, I remember this past year, from December, I think until June or July, I did not post one time and I still had my highest grossing months because I was doing, I was utilizing the tools that I had available. So ads to get in front and stay in front of my ideal audience and using those specific, um, those specific content pillars and tools. So you mentioned the 12 to 24 touch points. So to put this in perspective, that means if, if I, if I'm posting on social media, somebody that isn't familiar with me, they need to see what I'm posting 12 times. Yeah, at least. And that that could be an email, that can be a post, a reel, um, going live on Instagram, going live on Facebook, um, a text message, that could be literally anything. And that's for the same person, right? And especially like, if you don't get on and actually show up with personality, it's still a little bit harder. So you need to have the right content that addresses your client's needs, that addresses what are their values, what are their challenges, how can they overcome that? How did their val- how do their values align with you? Because like I said, I don't work with people who who aren't respectful and I'm talking about respectful to any group of people because humans are more important to me than animals. There are a lot of people who animals are more important to them than humans. That is not me. So 
that is a value that I have that I let people know. Another value is self-care. I'm not, a lot of people think self-care is selfish, but I'm not putting other people before me because when I'm at my best, people get the best of me. So I need people to know that. And if they align with that, or if they want that energy in their life, they'll come in my direction. If they don't, if they still have, you know, inner issues that they need to work out, that might deter them. And that's okay because I'm not their therapist. <laughs> All right. You are not their therapist. Not their therapist. All right. So, so talk to us about your, your foundational and holistic approach to marketing. Mm -hmm. So the foundational part comes because a lot of people skip the foundations. I don't understand. People want to get to the sales. They want to get to the sales, but they don't have a sales process. Help me understand how that works. You don't have a sales process. You want people to buy from you, but you don't post. You, you're not in front of people. So you have no traffic. Traffic means you have no leads. No leads mean you have no business. So you need to make sure that you get in front of people and do the things you need to do the right way. So the foundations are understanding your audience, knowing what your sales process is, you know, how are people being onboarded? And then like you can move into the other the other things like when they get onboarded, what is your customer experience? Because people forget about customer experience and customer experience is extremely, extremely important. That has to do with how they feel when they're working with you, how easy it is, is it for them to work with you, but also in your sales process, how easy it is for, is it for someone to buy from you? Don't have me clicking through your entire website trying to find the buy button. Don't, if I ask you for the price and I understand we've got applications, we've got different types of sales processes, but don't ask me to DM you. If anything, you DM me. Don't, don't ask me to DM you for a price. What? That's, that, it just doesn't make any sense. And how are you taking my money? Because there are some people who are using Cash App and I just don't understand it. Um, but we won't talk about that. But anyway, um, that's the foundational piece. You need to understand marketing fundamentals in order to, in my opinion, be better and be great at marketing. But the holistic approach and the human-centric is, who is your client? I, I ask my client, I don't only understand who my clients are. When, when my clients sign with me, our first call is pretty long. And it's me asking a million and one questions about who is your client? What, like, how did they feel about this? Let's send out a survey. Let's talk more about this. Let's understand where is your client coming from? What is deterring them? How are they actually feeling? So not only how are they feeling about the situation, but how are they feeling when they're in the situation? How is it affecting their, um, their, their belief system, their, their belief in themselves? How is it affecting their sex life, their relationship? I know how, my, how, how marketing is affecting my client's sex life because they're on their computer all the time. And there, there's nowhere, there's no intimacy going on because they're on their computer. They're thinking about work all the time. They're thinking about how can they get in front of people? How can they make more money? And that's not sexy. Who you're over here sitting on the couch or, or like trying to watch Netflix or something with, with your, with your boo. And you're over here, like they might be rubbing on your leg and you're over here like, okay. So when she said, and she deemed me, dang, I should have said that. 
that's not sexy. So there is no, like the intimacy can be affecting that, but also it's affecting your self-care, how you're taking care of yourself. You're not getting, you know, your 30 minutes of, of exercise a day. You know, you may not be drinking enough. Like I know these things about my clients because I've talked to them. So it's understanding who your client is. So, but I understand who my client's client is so that we can really serve them the best way. Interesting. Interesting. And I think one of the things though, I think is, I think everyone kind of knows how to be a buyer, but they don't know how to, to be a seller. Mm-hmm. Cause it's scary. It's scary to people. But I mean, but, you, you, if you buy naturally, like, you've been buying since you're a kid. I want that right there. I buy it. I go mm-hmm. here it's cause it makes me feel a certain way. But now when you go into this other mindset of, okay, now I'm trying to sell, like you don't necessarily know that, right? Because you still kind of have the the mentality of doing what works for you. Like I tell mm-hmm. people, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm like, a, don't send me a long email. <laughs> like I know that's what you like to do, but that's a good way for me to shut off. Yeah. Don't go on and on and on. I know you want to talk about that, but if you're trying to sell something to me, you got to get to the point and get to the point quick. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out, you know, what I need in order to buy from you or not even some buy. Did even listen to you to communicate with me the way I want you to communicate with me is the way I want you to communicate with me. I don't care how much you you can write an essay to me if you want an email. You can come and speak to me and try to take an hour of my time. That's why I really like this whole virtual world. Mm-hmm. Right. Because meetings are to the point. Yes. Right. You get to the bottom line, you can tell, you know, you get to, you know, you know, I can you can talk to a customer and you can be very specific and you know, and then and and, and and you can find out if it's a fit or it's not like really quickly versus okay, you gotta drive somewhere, you sit there and you you're there with them for two or three hours and then you're like, Okay, when is the right time to say it? When is the right time? <laughs> no, 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 no. When you're looking at that screen, we look at the screen, how you doing? You need no long introductions. Let's talk about what it is that you know that we're you know that we're offering, and let's see what your you know what your needs are. And if there's a connect, great. If it's not, sign off. Yeah, and that's okay. And I know I'm very long-winded. Just generally, I can talk a lot, and I think it's also worse because of COVID because I haven't been talking to people like <laughs> normally, like going out and about. But um, I also put in my emails a TLDR, so too long didn't read section. So I tell them, I tell them up front, I'm like, Hey, if you're like me and you, and and I was like, you guys know I'm long winded. So if you don't have the time, just skip down to the TLDR section and get, get to the point. But if you have the time and they want to read, cause I know that there are multiple people who, there are some people who read everything. I'm not that person. Yeah. Like, unless I have to like it, but I've learned to read the fine, the fine print, but you know, just generally speaking, like, Okay, you're talking about your cat and it was drinking and then it fell off the counter. Like, okay, that's funny, but can we move on? <laughs> that's just off. me, though. That's just me. The drunk cat fell off the counter. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. So, so let's. Um, you've helped quite a few people, and you've helped them to get the six figures on the top line. But what, what's your most memorable client success story? Uh, honestly, the one that I mentioned, um, about getting her, her vacation, cause she hadn't had a vacation in three years. And so she was, she, she came to me because she had a great product, but she wanted to make more. So she, and she had super erratic months 
Like one month it was like 10,000, another month it was five, another month it was seven, another month, like one month fluke or whatever was like 15,000, but she did a lot of sales that month. And so she had a great product, but I was also talking to her about, okay, let's chill with the sales. You know, let's not, let's not condition your, your community to only buy when you have a sale, right? Because your product is very good. So she, so yeah, she had very erratic months. And then to be able to bring her $30,000 a month in ad spend or in, in revenue was so amazing to me because of what it provided for her. Like we literally, I, did we triple, all, we almost tripled her revenue. And it was, it was just, it was really special because just of what I was able to do for her. She So one of the things that she did was she hired other stay at home moms because she knew how important it is for not only them to feel like they're contributing to their household other than raising the, raising the kids, but also have other interactions with people instead of just their children. And so this is another thing, like me understanding her business and understanding her, her clients. And um, also it was really interesting to learn how there were a lot of households who were two parent households, but they were making around 30, $40,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And they had multiple children. And I was like, how does that work? But it was just really interesting to see their buying habits because this was not a necessity product. This was a pain management jewelry, right? And it wasn't a necessity, but they were making, had a $40,000 household, but were still able to purchase this. So it was just really interesting for me to learn. So I, and I love learning, but that was really, really exciting for me to be able to do that for her and um, just, you know, provide additional options and, um, you know, no limits for her. Mm. Great. I mean, you've had tremendous success. Uh, you've helped a lot of people. I mean, what's next on the horizon for you? Well, to, to help more people. <laughs> um, I have uh, my ads course is out now, and I'm really excited about that because ads are really hard for people. And I don't believe just... And, and this is no shade to anyone, but I just don't believe that business owners should have to pay $2,500 to learn how to run ads for their small business. It, to me, it just doesn't make sense um, to do that. So I wanted to give them the opportunity to, to learn Facebook ads um, at a basic level that could help them make sales and get more leads and get more traffic um, without you know, freaking out about the tech, about wasting the money and everything like that. But I definitely believe if you are making a certain amount or you're spending a certain amount on ads, you definitely need to hire an agency. But um, outside of that, like, I'm really excited about that. And then just I have a, um, a coaching program coming out next year. So but I'm, I'm really excited to, to be able to help people with their marketing. That's exciting. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we can. We can find you some more guys that'll listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listening guys out there, you need some help from an expert here, please. You know, give Ashley Chanel an opportunity, but you gotta listen. She got to be fooling around with you if you're not trying to listen. You need to listen. I mean, it, it is not possible to know everything. I mean, come on. Of course not. That's right. It's you can't not. know everything. That's it's, right. It's listen. not. She don't have no problem cutting you off if you don't listen. 
All right. So, so th this is the part of the show where we go around the horn and, and we each give a closing thought uh, to help the people to become unstoppable based off of the theme of the show and the flow of the show. So, mm -hmm. Ashley, you're the guest of honor. What is your closing thought for Around the Horn? Uh, to become unstoppable, do the work. And by the work, I mean do the inner work. Um, there are big T and little T traumas that we have on us from other people, from our parents, from our surroundings that we don't realize are imprinted on us and stop us from taking certain actions. Um, because fear is something that happens when we are on the right track. Um, and just because there are people who are around us who aren't doing what we're doing, a lot of people will tell you that you can't because they couldn't or they don't see a way to do it. So I believe when you do the inner work to figure out all of the things that are stopping you from being your best self, your most optimal self, you will absolutely win. At one point, I didn't realize that I was in the habit of minimizing my accomplishments and the things that I had done. Um, but it was because I'm very extra. I'm very extra, but it was, some people loved it or some people freaked out by it because they didn't know how to be that for themselves. So um, I was internalizing that and letting them project onto me and, and, and just keeping it inside. But then when I realized that I was doing that, I recognized it, I stopped, if it comes up, I stop it and I move forward in, in the things I need to do because I know that there are people out here who are crying themselves to sleep because they don't know who I am. So it's my responsibility to help them. Mm. Mm, that's awesome. Okay. Ted, that's a tough, another tough act to follow this week. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough act to follow. Um, I kind of guess going back to like the theme, you know, we we're talking about, you know, just, you know, how you stand out in competitive industry, you know, and, 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 you know, and being in a field like I'm in IT, like everyone does IT, right? You know, and you know, how do you how do you really how do you stand out? You know, what are the things that you can <clears throat> do that's you know different? And, and then you know, just you know, being able to get different perspectives from from people like Ashley, you know, who can look at your situation because one of the things I think that happens a lot of times as a business owner is you're so close to it. Right. You're so close. You're so close to it. And you again, you know, you know, your stuff. Right. It's, it's no question about you knowing your stuff, but you may not know the best way to to sell your your stuff. Right. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, you you're like, OK, you know, you can tell me that you're great, but you have to show me that you're great. Right. And you may not know the best way to show it other than saying, yeah, I'm great. I'm awesome. Everything we do is awesome. We're awesome. We're awesome. We're awesome. You know, you need someone from the outside to look at it and see how can how can we kind of quantify your your awesomeness. You know, how can we how can we how can we do that so that people can see it and instead of you telling them you're great, they can look at you and be like, "Wow, you are great, right?" Like you know, you you know you've you've done these things and this is how you do these things. And then you know, and again, even in leveraging social media, right? Like I think every you know every platform. You know, people are kind of, you know, the people that are on Instagram versus the people that are on Facebook and the people that are on LinkedIn. I mean, there's just like different audiences. I think there's different approaches that you have to do to kind of reach those audiences. I think there's a strategy for 
for for each and you know i think you know ashley if you will if you will listen ashley will help you out and she'll help you to be able to leverage each of those platforms but if you don't listen if you don't listen it's not gonna work it's not gonna work so ashley we appreciate you and everything that you've shared and it was you know it's very you know very uh very informative discussion I loved being here. This was so much fun. You guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. Thank you so much. Now, those are some great points, Ted. And and so my around the horn, it has to do with some of the things you were saying around it now takes anywhere from 12 to 24 touch points. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of times entrepreneurs you know, you, you, expect, you expect that, you know, you can do one thing and that's going to change everything, right? Mm. So people will say, well, you know, man, how, what did you do to get so many customers? There's no one thing, right? You know, and, and, and it kind of goes back to the saying that consistency compounds, mm. right? You just have to be consistently doing the right things over a period of time. And, and I think you just have to be honest with yourself that to get there, you probably can't do it by yourself. Mm. You know, putting your little Facebook post out there is not going to get it. S- sending your tweet, oh, you know, putting something out there on MySpace, that's not going to make it happen for you. <laughs> oh, Lord, not MySpace. It's, it's, it's definitely not going to work for your MySpace. <laughs> I tried that. I tried that recently and didn't get anything on that. So you're absolutely right. No, but you know, I, I think you need someone like Ashley in your life that, that's an expert. That knows the buttons to push and that can help you with the consistency to free you up to 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 look at the other aspects of your business. You're you're so right about it not just being one thing. It's a combination of everything. I love ads. I love automation because it allows me to work less and make more. However, I'm still engaging with my audience. I'm still doing some things on social media organically, just what I want instead of what I feel like I have to do. And I'm telling you, I know so many business people who their, their marketing went to the next level the day they hired the right person to handle the marketing. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I, I think there's something to that. Ashley, Ashley's like, that will be me. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your right. Not for everyone. We know this, Ted. That's it. That's it. <laughs> right, right. If you're going to listen. You got to listen, though. That's the key. If you don't, if you don't listen, I'm trying to tell you, it's not going to work out. It is going to be some problems. But uh, well, Ashley, we, we definitely want to thank you for being on the show and everything that you shared. Can you let the people know the best ways to connect with you? Absolutely. You can find me at the office at makeyourmarkconsulting.com. That is my email address. And um, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Chanel, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-C-H-A-N-E-L. All right. Fantastic. See, we, we told you this was not your everyday podcast. Yeah, Hopefully please. we made you laugh. We made you learn. We ultimately made, helped you to level up. So helped, now you helped, know what to do. Helped you to listen. I hope right. you know. We got to add a fourth L there. Laugh, learn, level up, and listen. Listen. <laughs> You'll learn today if you listen. <laughs> There's a reason why you have uh, two ears and one mouth, right? That's it. That's it. There's a reason for that thing. Absolutely. But now, Ashley, we, we, we thank you for, uh, for sharing what you shared. I think you've helped some people listen 
<laughs> so, so since everybody's listening so intently, this gives you a perfect opportunity to share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Absolutely. Keep it to yourself. Don't keep this a secret. Make sure you share it with somebody, and it definitely will help them as well. Uh, but yeah, but this has been a fantastic episode. Like I said, it's not your everyday podcast. You can go back and listen to the replay. Listen, see, like that. Listen. That's one of the themes of the show, listening. You can go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, and really listen in to these great tips that Ashley left us. So, so that that's our show for today. Until next time, have a great one.